broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios. Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Welcome to College Hockey Southwest Weekly, brought to you by Boost Mobile, where you never need a service contract and every plan comes with your own mobile hotspot and 99% nationwide coverage. Buy summer skates, personalized shower shoes or koozies for yourself or the entire team. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and order yours today. Buy OxyPow, our chemical-free line of cleaning products gets the funk out of your equipment or office. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Whether it's the Jive Chicken Sandwich or the Double Brisket, we are the best in barbecue Las Vegas style. By M-Drive, you're not too old. Go to mdriveformen.com for all of your men's health needs, from multivitamins to workout recovery. M-Drive for energy, stamina, recovery. UNLV Hockey, play ACHA Division I in Hockey Mad Las Vegas. By Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com, no one knows goalie and their equipment better than we do. Caesars Resorts and Casinos, an iconic vacation awaits you no matter which Caesars Resort you make your destination. And by the NCHC and NCHC.tv, subscribe to watch all of the action of the league's eight teams, home of college hockey champions. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the Ice Time HockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans, NCAA hockey fans, as it may be. This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly, our Tuesday night show where Paul and I get a chance to uh, talk a little hockey. Oh, we do that all the time anyway. My bad. Uh, <laughs> Scott Strandy joining you from the beautiful Drury Inn and Suites uh, in beautiful um, – where am I at? Where am I? What Greenwood Village in, in Colorado, just south of Denver. Whatever. Uh, what, a, what a beautiful uh, uh, what a beautiful place. What a, what a great past um, three weeks, something yeah, how, like how, that. How many, how many red carpets have they rolled out for you? <laughs> I don't know. They quit rolling them out after a certain yeah, I amount doubt of time. That. You just you just get in the limo and you just you know. Yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah, something. Like I always you try to deny it, but <laughs> well, Scott Strandy in Denver, Colorado. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein. I'm on beautiful Long Island, New York, and you can imagine uh, that the basement is cranked up already because it's Tuesday night and there's a hockey game, and I know he's got it on. And what the heck is going on between Canisius and? Clarkson, is it really 4-4, Paul? Yeah, they're about two minutes into overtime. Oh, my goodness. Clarkson, Clarkson tied the game on a power play with about 50 seconds to go. Nice. Nice. So they didn't even have to pull the goalie because they were on a power play. I'm surprised nice. they didn't, but, you know, why take that risk when you already have the man advantage? Sometimes yeah. coaches will do that. Yeah, sometimes they won't put their best players on the ice either at that uh, time. Yeah, well, I, okay, you know, I don't another... know why you, that's – you know, that's for that's for another time. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> I love when you play ignorant. <laughs> it's wonderful. What uh, play? What are you talking about? <laughs> anyway, um, as I get ready to leave Colorado tomorrow uh, to venture over to Missouri, um, as you mentioned to me uh, in a text message earlier. That uh, all three, or three of our four teams are on the East Coast this week, so the focus is squarely on the Air Force Falcons as they uh, do battle with Lindenwood at uh, the beautiful Centene Center. I'm looking forward to being there. Never been inside that building, been outside of it now a couple of times, and and um, it's going to be fun to be inside and see Rick Zombo's squad uh, go up against Alex Schilling and uh, Frank Saratori's squad. So Does that it, kill two birds with one stone? Is that kind of like the 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 ACHA game of the week? Because <laughs> I, I mean, no, I, don't, I don't know how you no no my hold on my friend that game of the week is Friday night and I was so thrilled that Linden were decided to play Saturday afternoon and Sunday afternoon oh, okay. uh, to allow me to go to Missouri State to see the uh, cancer game uh, where they uh, already painted the ice pink. Uh, it's just awesome. It's what a sight. Uh, I can't get uh, I, I can't get there soon enough. 
Um, it's okay. going to be fantastic. They, they've almost sold out every ticket they had in the building. They well, did save one for me to put me right, in a well, spot listen, so that's, I can do that. That's why, you know, Lindenwood did it because they they rolled, once again, the red carpet gets rolled out. They said, oh, Scott needs us to move the game. We're doing it. <laughs> something like that. Yeah, something like that. Uh, so, anyway, that's first. Missouri and UCL, the number – UCL, the number Missouri one State. team in the conference. Missouri State, the number two team in the conference. And they're going to do battle on the ITHSWWCHL game of the week. I will be there Friday night. And then I'll venture over to St. Louis and uh, watch Saturday and Sunday. And then I'll move my way back again somewhere. I don't know where yet, but we'll find out. Where in the world is Carmen Scott? That's been yeah, pretty much so- where Something it comes like down that. <laughs> something like that. Anyway, um, so this week uh, I spent a couple of days with the Pioneers again because it was right here in my own backyard, if you will. Right. Um, and they prepared to go play Providence and Boston College. Well, um, as I mentioned, Air Force will be over doing battle with Lindenwood. Arizona State headed to Colgate. And um, the guys from Colorado College also playing Boston College Friday night. And who's the Saturday night game, Paul? I can't remember. Northeastern. Northeastern. There we go. Northeastern. So we'll find out. And uh, Like a little mini bean pot, so to speak. I wanted to visit with the guys at at Denver uh, about – being on the road for the first time because David Carl's done a fantastic job of getting them ready um, to play at home. And I asked him today, I said, so what's it going to be like different? I said, are are there expectations that you have or don't have or things that you want to do on the road? And he said, no, I want to kind of carry my own, our own style and hope we can continue the play that we've had so far. But he said, it's going to be good for the guys to get out and, and then he lied to me because he <laughs> he had already told me off the record that it was uh, it was ex- extremely important, and that's why I'm saying it right now on the record because he told me I could. Um, okay, well then it's not off the important. record. It, it started that way, okay. uh, <laughs> but he said that they wanted to uh, set this up similar to what it would be like in the national tournament um, because they will play two different teams at two different sites, and he wanted his guys, especially his freshmen, to get used to that. Um, so why, if you have a chance to do it, why not? Um, then they'll come back, they'll get a week off and then they'll start NCHC play the first weekend in November by heading to North Dakota. Uh, so when I had a chance to visit with shy, uh, and, uh, Sean Barron's yesterday, I asked him, I said, you guys been to uh, Ralph Engelstead arena yet? And they said, yeah, they both had <laughs> a long well, time ago. <laughs> listen, you might as well start with a five-star matchup right off the top, right? Sean, Sean said he was he was a ten-year-old when he went there, and Shy went there when he was sixteen, uh, and now now they're old men. They're uh, twenty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe not even twenty. Uh, yeah. So anyway, okay. So so that's a good stuff tonight. We're going to bring on in just a few minutes uh, Jordan McAlpine, uh, the NCHC writer. Uh, the sports editor uh, at the Gateway at uh, Omaha, and he's going to update us on what's going on this le- or what happened this last week in Omaha. I said he wasn't sneaking out of here without giving his opinion well, on St. Cloud State in Minnesota. Why? Why certain- are we waiting? Because we're going to bring sure him in. Just would rather listen to him than us. Yeah, well, we will, but we got to get a couple of our partners in because that's All right, what we well, do. Let's go. So we'll do that, and we'll come we're back. We're on a bring- time crunch here. Jordan's got to go, so let's go. Yeah. We'll bring Jordan McAlpine back on in uh, two minutes. How's that sound? Fine. Let's go. <laughs> Fine. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> you know, somebody- More than 140 live games from the nation's best college hockey conference. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. On your phone, tablet, or stream to your TV. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? 
or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. All right, we're back. Indeed, this is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy with you from Denver, Colorado tonight. My co-host as always, Paul Hornstein, out on Long Island, New York. And Paul, it's our pleasure to bring on uh, the editor at the Gateway, the sports editor, as well as uh, the NCHC writer and a little bit of everything that has to do with college hockey, especially in Omaha and the NCHC's Jordan McAlpine. Jordan, how are you? Scott and Paul with you tonight. Good. It's the uh, the Swiss Army knife here, I guess, is what you call me. So. <laughs> hey, you know, that's a valuable thing, dude. You know? But no, Jordan, I... Uh, Jordan, pre- appreciate you guys having me on as always. Sorry, uh, we weren't able to link up Sunday. Got kind of uh, you had caught a, in a late do. night at the rink, so it's uh, can't complain too much, but it all works out in the end. So, and, and I'll tell you, Paul said a Swiss Army knife is a good thing as long as you don't try to take it through the airport. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, you know. <laughs> all right, Jordan, let's jump right into this thing. You got to see Omaha and Alaska uh, this past weekend. Uh, let's start right there. What did you see out of Omaha? What did you see out of Alaska? What were those two games like? Yeah, um, I, I can honestly say uh, Alaska was a uh, little bit surprising in the uh, aspect of the physicality they came in with, especially that first night. They're a uh, little, little chippy, physical back-and-forth start, but I will say uh, Saturday night game – or Friday night game, I should say, Friday-Sunday series. Uh, Friday night game, Omaha responded well to it, came back out Sunday – First period might have been the worst they've played all season, but responded with five unanswered, got the 5-1 win. Um, so far through six games, obviously, you'll you'll take the wins any way they can come, sitting at 5-1 and one with the OT loss to start the season. I, As much as I hate to say it, I don't honestly know if they've played or looked like the quote-unquote 11th best team in the country, but it's still early on right now, number one. And number two, they're uh, – finding a way to get it done, which is all that matters. Right? There are no such thing as ugly wins. They're all pretty. I don't get it. doesn't mm-hmm. matter. <laughs> I mean, and I, and, 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 and I watched um, Alaska play Clarkson because I have no life uh, the week before. <laughs> and, you know, this is what happens when you're stuck in your basement. And, um, you know, I kind of messaged it a little bit. I don't even know if you saw it, but I, I – you know, I, they they might have been tired on Sunday, but that Alaska team, that Fairbanks team, is spicy. Yeah, that I, I actually did see that. Uh, that that's the best word that I could use to describe them. Especially, I, I don't know if I'd say as much in a chippy aspect, but just a hard pressing, forechecking team. Even looking at the Omaha defensemen, it seemed like every time they got a puck in their own zone, there was a uh, Nanook on top of them. <laughs> forechecking and uh, a couple times after the whistle which is i know what you more so referred to with your tweet if i remember correctly <laughs> but uh well just they, they, they don't go away just tough to play yeah they, exactly they they were hard to the finish to uh i know in both games omaha kind of pulled away at one point with it but a win's a win but it didn't come pretty and it didn't come easy so well, Jordan, I got to see the uh, NCHC offense and defensive players of the week, and you got to see the goaltender of the week. So tell us about Isaiah, because everybody in Vegas that's listening wants to know <laughs> if he's uh, ready to be a Golden Knight yet. Yeah, I, I can honestly say um, first game of the year, and I'll give all the props, all the credit to the kid. He uh, owned up to it. Definitely was not the Isaiah Seville that we've grown accustomed to seeing the last couple years here in Omaha. I know he struggled out of the gate against Lake Superior, um, but he bounced back that second game of the season with a shutout. And since then, uh, I don't have the number in front of me, but I want to say his save percentage is hovering around either 920 or 925 and his goals against is a sub two right now. So uh, he's definitely given his team a chance to win. And the the one thing I will say um, with this Omaha team 
all off season long, whether it's been myself or other people, the, the big thing that a lot of people have pointed to is their depth. But through six games here, um, four guys, it's Taylor Ward, Chase Primo, Matt Miller, and Jack Randall, I want to say have combined through their 15 or 16 of their 20 goals that they scored. So from a depth scoring perspective, that uh, hasn't been there. But to kind of counteract that, Seville's definitely kept him in a lot of games, given him a chance to win. Um, even look at this Alaska series this past weekend. Been a bunch of spurts where teams have came with pressure, whether it's late or early on. And he's uh, – the, the calm, cool demeanor is there some of the times. At the same time, a couple of the rebounds that he's given up have been a little bit scary. And that mainly the first game, that he's had his moments where he uh, hasn't exactly been as locked in from the start as, like I said, we've grown accustomed to. But overall, through six games, he's looked sharp. And obviously, two-time goalie of the week is a direct reflection of that. So. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Denver played Air Force this weekend, Jordan. I had a chance to see both those games, and man, oh man, I, I thought Ale- Alex Schilling was just outstanding. Um, you can't look at the scores because anytime Denver plays anybody, uh, the scores are going to look probably like that on a weekend. Uh, that team is, uh, I've been saying since they were ousted from the uh, NCAA tournament by Omaha, uh, that looked out for Denver because they're uh, they're going to be a sleeping giant, and that sleeping giant has uh, slowly awoken, and we'll find out what they do on the East Coast this week. Well, and I, I will say, speaking of the topic of goaltending, obviously coming into this season, and the last time you guys had me on, we talked about it, that I know David Carl wants to see more from Baptist Corona, but look at the game Maddie Davis had for him this past weekend, pitching a shutout. That's uh, definitely got to be a promising start, but that freshman class as a whole, um, I didn't get to see much of their series against – uh, ASU that opening Air Force. Weekend, it, oh. yes, excuse, yeah, sorry, <laughs> one, one of the two, whichever backwards. Uh, Rizzo it starts and, with an A. Rizzo and Barons from that freshman class put up the numbers they are, but also what I think is the big, uh, the the big plus or positive looking at it numbers wise through two weekends is uh, you're starting to get Bobby Brink back on track, which I definitely think is a. Uh, very promising sign for that team with Savoy on top of it, lighting the lamp at the pace he has been. So, yeah. Okay. I mean, that- All right. Let's 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 stop with the frivolities here, and let's stop with the the preliminaries. Let's get to the the meat and the potatoes of this. Um, there is no way in heck that was a dive. I don't know what Bob Motzko was thinking. Um, Jordan, tell me I'm right and Scott's wrong because I am and he's not. Uh, for a change, Paul, I guess I'm going to have to agree with something you say. <laughs> well, no, oh, I, you know. <laughs> okay, no, I, let, I, let me I defend myself so. and then let. Okay, yeah, so, there was no so Jordan, time. Jordan, hold on a minute here. I told Paul this from this perspective as an official, uh, and I've done a lot of games. It's been a while, but I've done a lot all the way up to uh, level four stuff. So if I'm there and it's a, it, it's in overtime, and I see that play, my arm's going up for a hook immediately. Because That's once it. That End of story. Blade, okay, wait a minute. Once that stick blade gets in the midsection, it's a hook. Okay, mm-hmm. but once you're going full speed and, and your arms are fully extended and you tug at his stomach and uh, Perbix's skates go up in the air like um, he was run over by a jet engine, um, there's a dive. So now I'm going to put my arm up again, and I'm going to make a uh, two-minute minor for hooking and a two-minute minor for diving, and I'm going to keep the teams even in overtime because that game deserved even. It didn't deserve a power play. Nope. He was turning. Uh, he was on his edges, and he got hooked. I I will say with that, the um, uh, Scott, I, I do see where you're coming from with this. You're going to take him. You take both. But in that situation, the big kicker for me and, and I'll, I'll preface this by saying I think Minnesota has a very legit argument to be the number one team in the country right now with it, that St. Cloud State went to Number one, winning the first game toe-to-toe the second. That's a uh, very true testament of the group that Brett Larson has up there this year, that they're not going to be taken lightly in this conference or the country. But 
The uh, the big kicker for me is you look at Blake McLaughlin's reaction after uh, <laughs> Perbix went down. I, I don't know if I should use the term gave up on the play, but looking around, just expecting the call to come right there. The uh, the fact of the matter that even even the uh, the guilty party on that one per se, judging off his reaction, I think that's all you really really need to know. But I, I will say too, and I know tonight um, or this afternoon, Bob Motzko came out with a apology per se for Saturday night. I was a, a little bit taken back or surprised by the little bit that I've dealt with Motsko over the last year, especially in the regional in Loveland last year. But uh, the, the calling of Perbic specifically number one and number two coming out and saying it was a dive. Uh, I know there's the emotions after a game like that, but uh, that did not fit the, the MO or the mold of the, the Bob Motsko that I've um, came to know, I, sh- I should say. So, yeah, I totally agree with you on that as well. And and I think he needed about a 20-minute cooling-off period instead of the 10 um, before making that statement because I'll agree with both of you on that. He he should not have made that statement by any stretch. But uh, the bottom line of it is, um, I don't know. I didn't want to see that game end on a power play unless it was something that was just really Well, blatant, it was a power right? play because the, the, the puck, uh, everybody stopped. And it wasn't yeah, power play. And, yeah, I and I understand that that's wrong, too, because you're supposed to play to the whistle. But that's ridiculous. That, that, how the whistle didn't blow regardless. And, yeah, there, and, 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 and basically, um, Walker got a free shot at the goalie. I, I, will say, I will say, too, a couple more things with that. If uh, Number one, judging off Frenick's reaction in net when that puck goes in, that's uh, – that's all you gotta all you gotta really see to see how the uh, the feelings are on the St. Cloud State side. But Brett Larson might be the most even keeled coach in the uh, NCHC, and uh, from him coming out on the ice afterwards too, um, that is uh, of, of all ways to lose a game. You definitely feel for St. Cloud State in that situation, but um, to counter counteract that too with a whole nother element of the situation uh props to the nchc for coming out and issuing the statement and admitting fault you uh you don't really see that too often especially in a, a league or tier on uh, this level in college hockey but it's a uh looking at it in the uh <laughs> gra- grass is always greener aspect hopefully this doesn't happen in an ncaa tournament or something of that oh. magnitude where it's a uh October regular season game that obviously I know up in St. Cloud people aren't exactly too thrilled right now, but it's uh, done and over with, and all you got to do is move on, I guess, as much as they probably would hate to uh, to hear someone say that. So, <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, here's something I think we can all agree on, because I think I'm going to start a petition to make sure that uh, the non-conference season forever is like this one so far. With all the matchups that we've had, yeah. I was just going to go there. I mean, are you kidding? That. And it's another weekend of that. You get Denver and Providence, Duluth at Minnesota, um, uh, North Dakota coming east to Quinnipiac, and they don't come east very often. Um, Wisconsin at St. Cloud. This is another weekend with a half a dozen matchups that, uh, on any other weekend, would lead the, would lead the way. Well, and the best part about it for me is I've got a bye week for Omaha and Nebraska football here in town, so I get uh, I get a week in a hockey just to sit there and watch the stuff. But no, looking uh, looking around the country the last week with it, especially man, would I have killed to be up in Duluth for the oh. uh, amount of talent that they had in that weekend. But uh, I think uh, Michigan uh, definitely flexed the the muscles of the talent that they have up there, but that man okay, Cato Jordan, Michigan Jordan, game from the little I, bit that I saw. That uh, I gotta oh. stop you right. I gotta stop you right now. Uh, we we don't call them Michigan anymore on this show. We call them the thirty third NHL team. <laughs> <laughs> that team is wait, so wait, cheap wait. And so good. What do you mean thirty three? That would make them thirty two. They're still Buffalo. Oh, yeah. Good point. oh, I'm sorry. That's right. They're three and a well, You want you want to really swap good. them into the NCAA, don't you? No, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah that that talent is just sick talent. Um, I, I can't wait to see them in person at some point in time. I don't know when that'll be, but um, my goodness, because what I see out of Denver's um, draft picks, and they're not anywhere near the number one pick 
uh, or the first rounders like that. Uh, but man, Shai Booyam, um, uh, uh, Sean Barons, I mean, a seventh rounder and Massimo Rizzo, uh, and they're just, they're just so talented and so good. I just can't imagine what it's like to have five first rounders on your team. Well, and I will definitely say with this Denver team, uh, I'm sure Scott, you've heard the same thing from David Carl, but one of his big things was getting off to a fast start, especially with how last season went with it. That, uh, I know with the the teams they've been playing so far, it's nowhere near the level of competition they're going to see a few weeks when they go to the Grand Forks and get really started in the NCHC slate. But if this uh, if this Denver team really gets on a run here, there's no denying in a, in my mind that they're right up there at St. Cloud as the uh, the top of the class in this conference, and they've got a uh, the the young bucks per se could really carry this Pioneers team. So. Well, Jordan, it, it's it's the depth that they have. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's that third and fourth line that do damage to teams because, and I, I hate to say that because Carter Savoy had six points on Saturday night, uh, three goals and three assists. But um, if if you can match up against their first line, you're going to get beat by the second, third, and fourth. Let's put it that way, because uh, they they are just um, so talented and so good. And uh, I was joking, not really joking, I guess, but telling Paul that I've seen four NCAA teams practice right now. I saw Arizona State, uh, Colorado College, Air Force, and Denver. And out of all four of the practices, I can tell you that they all four coaches had completely different philosophies in what they do with their team. I don't know how to answer that either, Jordan. Don't worry about it. I mean, um, well, you know. let me tell you about it, Jordan. Uh, David well, Carl, that would be nice of you. David Carl works on precision, 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 quick passing, short passing, all the time. It's it's bang, 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 bang on every drill. Um, I said Arizona State, and I don't mean any disrespect at all to Arizona State, but they they came into the season, and my opinion was it looked like they arrived or they thought they arrived because they have the new building. They're focused on dedicating that the second week of practice. Um, they, they just look like a team that thought they had arrived already. Um, 20 home games maybe gave them that feeling as well. Lots of uh, older talent. But Coach Powers, uh, just in my estimation, from what I saw in practice, looked like they were going through the motions kind of. And then I got to Colorado College, and I see Chris Mayotte on the ice for one of the first practices of his squad, and he's, like, completely coaching. It brought me back to, like, I don't know, um, JV or high school varsity where he's going, like, he's blowing the whistle and stopping and going, like, hey, uh, in this situation, you're supposed to be over here, and you're supposed to be over here. I'm going, like, wow, that's different, but that's what he has to do. And then I go watch Air Force, and Frank Serratore, of course, the czar of college hockey, is spending most of his time either working with the goaltenders or he's on the bench watching his assistant coaches run the practice. And every now and then the whistle will blow from, from the czar and he'll say, uh, do this, do that. But pretty much a, uh, a general manager type role, I would say. So four completely different ways. I, I don't know what you've seen in Omaha, but did, did Omaha represent or um, look like any of those four? I, I can honestly say it. I don't know if, um, to to a t a little bit of a mixture of different stuff from the practice perspective. I know with Omaha specifically, with as much depth and returning experience as they had coming back this year, more than anything, it was more so a cliche, but a hit the ground running type of thing and building off what they had last year. Um, a lot of from when I've been around and obviously trying to get to practice at least. Once a week, if not more, a lot of special teams work has been the uh, most noticeable thing. And obviously last season with the pod and everything being shut down, uh, we didn't have access to practice. But with their penalty kill going on the run that they did and with their power play specifically, um, and I know this is probably a uh, drifting a little bit away from your question, but adding Brandon McManus to the fold in that group that uh, Omaha's top power play units Puck movement, I mean, result-wise, they scored two goals on Sunday, but they, they haven't exactly had the numbers I'd think that they'd want to, but they've been getting the looks and chances galore with it that in the uh, 
practice portion of that, a practice perspective, it's been a lot of stop and go working on little stuff or working on stuff in between the drills per se. But uh, I, I don't know if Gabinette's exactly employing the Chris Mayotte style with the breaking it down to a uh, drill by drill coaching, if that's what you're trying to get at. And at the same time, there's little bits and pieces of the, uh, the David Carl style, but I, uh, I know that's a, a long-winded answer and might not exactly be the the direct answer you're looking for with it, but it's a uh, it's, no, it's a different mixture of style. Yeah, I, and that's what I would expect. That's what I normally would see out of NCAA teams. That's why what I've seen so far has been kind of shocking. But Paul, go ahead before we have to uh, have to let uh, Jordan get to work. <laughs> work. What? 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 Work. What? What? Is- all right. I mean, somebody has to do it. I, Lord knows I'm done doing it. So, um, no, it's just, uh, uh, I, I don't know. And I don't know what you think, Jordan, but I, just because we're kind of, I'm kind of bouncing around here. Um, I like all these upsets that have been happening. I don't, I don't know if you do. I think it kind of throws <laughs> the ba- people's balance off a little bit. Um, you know, like Canisius was actually down three nothing tonight before actually taking a four to three lead. Uh, before they tied the game up, so um, I, I I like the the feistiness of these of, of these underdog teams, and I, I want more. Mm-hmm. I, I will say, uh, obviously, not as much the the underdog per se in the national scheme, considering they're ranked. But with the the NCHC specifically, the one I'll point to is last weekend with Bemidji State. You uh you definitely yeah. could have made a case that they could have pulled off a, a sweep of Nodak last weekend with it, and I know uh they played Duluth tough for a little bit that first series of the year for them before the Bulldogs really pulled away on them. Um, to to use more of the Omaha centric look with that, I, I will say That's I know fine. that they've gotten the wins, but Maine, Alaska, Lake Superior State, I know. Lake Superior is coming off a tournament last year, but as much as they lo- lost, especially with the Ashton Calder uh, departure for him, who's at Nodak now, that um, right. they're, they've played tough for sure. And I don't know how much of that is a reflection of them being those three, all three of those teams being the feisty teams that uh, they've started the season with, or if it's more so a, an Omaha team or any team around the country for that matter. Almost, a, I hate to use this term, but playing down to the competition with it. That um, well, listen, it's been an interesting start to say the least with it, and I'm I'm sure we'll see a handful of other upsets this weekend. Just in the uh, world of world of college sports today, in any sport, you're seeing that. So, now, listen, I'm for the big time matchups. I'm for the upsets because uh, unlike the other teams, Omaha has managed to win the games. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and other teams have not. So, I mean, that's 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 the way I look at it. I mean, um, you know, you, as far as Bemidji's concerned, can you ever take a Saratory coach team lightly? <laughs> no, no, you can't. No, so. no, you can't. <laughs> so, I, I will, okay, so I will say, oh, go ahead, Scott. No, go ahead. Finish your finish your thought. No, I was going to say one other thing with Omaha. Um, Talking about the non-conference now, their uh, their bye week uh, comes at an interesting time this weekend. With it, I know they have Long Island coming to town um, weekend of Halloween. Uh, d- depending on their COVID situation, I should throw in there as a little stipulation yeah, too. <laughs> that yeah. uh, from from the Omaha perspective, though, uh, I, I know this weekend serves them well in terms of a recovering, getting back healthy. They're definitely a little bit beat up with a uh, a few. Guys that would be regulars in their lineup, either that have left injured this weekend or dealing with things, but uh, they they really hit the ground running after that uh, with Miami and then their first road trip of the season up in St. Cloud. It's uh, no easy ask going from ten straight at home to not only playing a tough team in St. Cloud but also playing on the Olympic ice up there at the Herb. That uh, you you almost wonder if you'd rather have that bye week a couple weeks later to really use that as a rest and recovery heading into conference season, but it's uh, 
it, it serves them well at the same time, like I said, from a recovery standpoint. So there, there's no, uh, there's no good or bad way to look at it either way. So. All right. Okay, I, know, I know you have to go. So I'll ask one last quickie. You're making yeah, that no, road trip to Alaska, right? <laughs> What's that? You're making that road trip to Alaska, right? After St. Cloud, <laughs> you're going. I'll, I'll, I'll be in St. Cloud, but I, uh, I don't think my body can adjust to the uh, the forty below temperatures up in Fairbanks, so I'll, I'll gladly stay at home watching from the warmth of my basement. So. Oh, don't tell me you have a basement too. <laughs> well, he doesn't live okay, in his. Okay, <laughs> so so Jordan, I, 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 we'll let you go on this. I have a two parter for you. Number one is um, speaking of that uh, that huge tournament uh, icebreaker tournament in Duluth. Um, I'll tell you who I think my top four teams are, and then you give me your top four. And Paul, we don't care about his because he's going to throw somebody in there that doesn't belong. <laughs> but anyway, after people seeing, are wrong. After seeing the first four weeks, uh, I'd say number one is is Minnesota State. I would say number two is Michigan, and I know what happened up there. I would say number three is St. Cloud, and I'm going to give number four to Denver. Uh, maybe being a homer, but I've I've been just a little too close to him uh, to see anybody uh, be able to put more to him at this point in the season. So that's that's my first part of the question. So think about your four right now if you had to pick the top four. And then the other question, and we'll end it on that, is uh, give us your thoughts on the NCHC right now. Is it kind of uh, how you thought it was going to be after a couple of weeks of games? I'll, uh, I'll start with that second one first. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think it's interesting right now in the, uh, the sense that uh, obviously having six of the top 20 teams in the country is no slouch with it. And uh, as I've voiced to you guys in the past, that six team with Western Michigan, I, I definitely think has a uh, little bit of sleeper potential there. But at the same time, I know Denver put up the goals and the numbers that they did this year, but it, in some respects, it almost seems like the scoring hasn't came early on that a lot of people um, expected with some of these teams. And yeah, with you look at a Duluth, you look at a North Dakota, they're going up against these ranked teams so far. And I mean, it, it's three weeks into the season. Obviously, as we know, what we're talking about now is going to be non-existent and irrelevant in two weeks. So there's uh, <laughs> not not much uh, stock to put into it at this point. But I, I, I definitely think once we get into conference play is when you're really going to start to see, and I don't know if separation is the word I should use, but these teams really start to show their true colors that uh, definitely you've got both ends of the extreme. I know uh, – CC, as everyone expected, is in the, the rebuild year this year. Um, Western, I know, had a good weekend against Ferris, but they're definitely going to get their tests against Michigan this week. Obviously, you see St. Cloud with the way the, the heartbreaking ending uh, against the Gophers, but they definitely played well. And then as we've uh, talked about everyone else, it's it's been a – They've been tested, but at the same time, they're still figuring out ways to get the wins with some of these teams. So, and you're putting me on the okay. spot. For, you're putting me on the spot for this last part. Um, yeah, I want to. I want to hear your, your top four right now. If you had to pick a frozen four, uh, who are those four teams going to be? I, I definitely as they are right now. Not not what they're going to be like at the end of the year, but yeah, if you had to pick I would, a frozen four right now. I would pencil in Mankato on that one spot. Just the the uh, the style of play that they play under Mike Hastings. It's uh, actually joked with a couple people in the press box in Omaha this past weekend that we were talking about the uh, that game up in Duluth. You uh, you couldn't ask for two more polar opposite style of game going against each other. And uh, I know they'd been snake bitten coming into last year, but kind of overcoming that hurdle of finally getting that win out of the way. I think it's uh, a little bit of the, the monkey off the back that Mike Hastings group is obviously going to show up ready to play. And the, uh, they're not going to be the, the littered with NHL draft pick and big uh, star studded roster that you're going to see coming into a nightly basis, but they sure as hell find a way to get the job done. So there's a, a lot that goes into that one where you can't go wrong. Um, I would probably go as much as Michigan is the star-studded. I think I'd put Minnesota in that two spot 
right now. Michigan three. Oh man. <laughs> uh, well, see, that's just it. You look at those. You know, top for for the sake of it, teams we'll... and. Go ahead. Go ahead, Paul. No, I was gonna. I was, I was gonna, gonna say, say you just I'll, look at those top eight teams. I'll, I'll throw St. Cloud in that four spot early on right now. I, I definitely think the way that they played uh, against Minnesota this past weekend is is very, very telling of that group. And obviously, they're the number one, the favorite in this conference. But number two, uh, of any team besides UMass in the country who has the experience in the tournament last year. It's Brett Larson's group that comes into it with it. So, but like I said, uh, what what I just say now is gonna probably be out the window in a in a month or so with these teams. So, <laughs> don't don't probably put too much too. stock into it and holding it hold anything uh, about it to me. So, <laughs> well, that's why pencils have erasers. Said, we we love bringing you on like once a month to get these updates. So be prepared for that question every month, and uh, and see if it changes or how much it changes because uh, it, it's going to be a great hockey season. Might be the most parody I've seen in NCAA hockey in fifty years. Yeah, you're going to have to uh, make me start paying more attention to what's going on out east. I guess with it. So <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right, Jordan. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I appreciate your time as always, and. Uh, Keep up the good work, okay? Yeah, no problem. Just let me know uh, if you guys need anything else going forward. Uh, happy as always to uh, hop on with you guys, especially uh, once we get rocking and rolling with the conference season right now, or here in a couple oh, yeah. weeks. So yeah, just just quit playing Sunday games. I mean, I got a Sunday game this weekend with Air Force <laughs> and Lindenwood, but uh, it's day game. Hey, can we hey, can we just keep them? I'm happy to have those in the, the rearview mirror. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. All right, Jordan McAlpine, thanks for joining us. Paul and I will be back in about three minutes to wrap up another edition, another episode, if you will, of College Hockey Southwest Weekly. As you plan your next trip, or perhaps your first trip in a while, Drury Hotels has over 150 locations to help you travel happy again. Winners of 16 consecutive JD Power Awards for guest satisfaction, Drury Hotels treats you right. Free hot breakfast and happy hours, 24-hour fitness and business centers, as well as more than enough Wi-Fi bandwidth to take care of all your connectivity needs. Whether you're traveling for business, catching a hockey game, or just trying to reconnect with cozy moments, Drury Hotels have the location and amenities you need when looking for a place to stay. Call 1-800-DRURY-IN or go to druryhotels.com and book your stay today. Drury Hotels, where our home is your home. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. If you live in the Valley, you know that there is no shortage of great Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burritos served all day to combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to burritoexpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. All right, we're back, hockey fans. This indeed is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you tonight from beautiful Denver, Colorado. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, out on beautiful Long Island, New York. Um, Paul, we've done this long enough to know. I shouldn't even have to say it, but uh, Jordan said a lot of things. I heard something. You heard something. What are your thoughts? Well, uh, I my thoughts are he naturally agrees with me, 
about St. Cloud and in, 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 in Minnesota because I'm right and you're not. Um, and I like to say that because I like being right. Um, but, you know, it's just it, it, it's all over the place because he's got so much, you know, it, that 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 he, he, he kind of helps us reach have a, a much further reach east uh, than we can do on our own. And, um, you know, allows us to have more coverage uh, of the conference that is, you know, traditionally for the last 10 years been the best conference. So uh, who can complain about that? Yeah, for sure. He's uh, he's so knowledgeable in everything that he does. You, you would never uh, know his age because uh, he's uh, well past uh, what what the what the uh, the birth year is. Let's put it that way. But what what a great job he does, and he takes such an interest in in what um, is going on and such detail in everything that he does, which I think is really fun to see. Um, well, that's that's true, and, and and just because you you mentioned the word birth year, I mean, yeah, you said most parody in the last fifty years. He's not anywhere close to fifty years old. How do you expect him to answer that? <laughs> I didn't ask him to answer. Yes, I just told him. No, I didn't. I said, I think it's the most parody in the last 50 years. Well, what do you want him to say yeah. after that? I mean, he's not. Maybe. If you double his age, years, maybe he hits 50. 25 years. <laughs> anyway, I'm just, my statement was to say that uh, it, this is the most parody I've seen ever, I think, in college hockey. And it's got well, a lot to do with the extra years. It's got a lot to do with the transfer portal. Um, it's got a lot to do with the excellent coaches. Um, it's got a lot to do with a lot of different things, but I just think it's evolved to that point. And, um, before we jump into everything else here, I, I want to throw one thing out there. I was listening to NHL network today and they were visiting with the uh, commissioner of the, uh, ECHL, not the East coast league, the ECHL. Yeah, and the he was talking about how they'd like to, uh, how they would like to end up with, uh, 32 teams affiliated with all 32 NHL teams. And they'd also like to see the AHL go that route as well. So that you would have quote 96 teams um, in professional hockey, all in unison, if you will. And uh, right. they talked about uh, Savannah getting a new team and Iowa adding a team that starts play this weekend. And I can tell you right now that there's been inquiries into Prescott Valley um, from ECHL teams that uh, that may end up down there. Um, so a, a lot of things uh, going on in the hockey world and the NCAA uh, is not immune to that. It's uh, it's definitely a big part of it. Well, listen, more teams are better, right? And y you would think that you'd want to have uh, a, um, a column, so to speak, you know, with each team having both an AHL team and an ECHL team. Um, you know, it, it would make sense. Um, you know, and that would also give more people an opportunity because you, you'd have to fill up those teams. I mean, it takes a few years though. I mean, oh, yeah. to, to build up, you know, like, I mean, you're seeing it with, with, with the golden Knights. I mean, you know, they, they took, it took a couple of years for them to build up their AHL team. And so it takes a couple well of years. Seattle. Yep. Yeah. Same it's going to with Seattle. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna it's just gonna take a few years just to get enough people under contract, so to speak, that are worthy or are you know worthy of that level. So, um, you know, or they could just expand to and put in the University of Michigan. I, they could do one or the other. I mean, <laughs> there's already. I mean, I I don't think the That's NHL ridiculous. would allow that, but That's ridiculous. considering. That the you draft know, picks are spread it, out, but here's what's going to be even funnier about that is, um, and, and I'm stealing this off of uh, your ASU guy that was talking about the NILS. I don't know if you saw his tweet today. Uh, Jedi was talking about the the NLIS, um, the NIL, the NIL. Yeah, I haven't and, had a and, you know me. I okay. don't get a chance to check Twitter until late. But okay. anyway, he he was talking about the uh, the money and the benefits that's uh, being doled out in uh, NCAA football right. right now, including what's happening in uh, at Arizona State. And um, when when he said that, he said he had talked to a former Arizona State player who's now playing with the Arizona Rattlers professional indoor league. 
right. and and that guy was saying like wow if i if i'd had and i'm paraphrasing because i didn't uh, get to read it in depth completely but basically it was like wow if i had gotten the opportunity to do that when i was in college that would have been unbelievable um <laughs> what these guys are getting so who knows what this is going to lead to i mean um there's going to be guys that are making more money playing NCAA hockey at some point in time than, than they would in the AHL probably. by Um, yeah, but there's probably by a lot. This, there's still, you know, it's still, uh, a matter of everybody wants to have that name on a contract. It's not the same thing. No, no, I'm not saying it's the same thing. And they'll, they'll definitely want to have their name on a contract and be a professional athlete. But I'm just saying money-wise, uh, there will be guys in college making more money than the AHL uh, players uh, are. We'll, you don't we'll make a lot of money that. in the AHL. You don't make a lot of money in the AHL. And if you're a top, you got you to gotta think uh, a little bit down the road on this one because right now we're coming off a pandemic where a lot of people thought NCAA hockey was going to be hurting. Um, so there wasn't going to be a lot of money doled out. But once you start talking about the excitement of the NCAA tournament, things like that, um, this money is going to start to resurface again, I think. And when it well, does resurface, listen. it's going to go with some of the better players. Um, I, I, I think we have a while before the NIL stuff has any sort of major effect on college hockey. It's, it's it's a trickle down. It it'll start and has started obviously with football. Um, we haven't really seen it for basketball yet because basketball hasn't started yet. Um, it, it it's, go, it's or it going hasn't been announced yet. <laughs> well, whatever. I mean, it, it it's going to take a while. It's it's that is that will t- you might see a pocket or two because honestly, um. It, uh, Maybe in two or three places, the the that really don't need the advantage of having a player be able to make some some, some money in his nil. Um, there there just aren't. I don't. There there are. There's always going to be this, the possibility of something, but you know, part of it is also name recognition. Okay. And there's a big difference between the starting quarterback and the starting goalie. There just is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I just want to throw that out there. Uh, a couple things before we uh, dig into so a couple other things before we wrap it up. Um, uh, Mike Bossy announced uh, today that he's battling lung cancer, which is uh, yeah. a tough thing at 53 years old. It's a tough thing at any age. Any age. Um, but uh, just one of those. Um, so our thoughts and prayers go out to the Bossy family. And, of course, Mike, uh, uh, what a superstar. You know him uh, as good as anybody on the island, well, uh, I mean, what he did. Uh, well, I, to crew. me, I, I, I know that there were better hockey players. Okay, I don't, I don't want to sit here and say Mike Bossy was as good as Wayne Gretzky because he clearly was not. Okay? And, and I realize I'm, I'm, I might – some of my fellow Long Islanders angry at saying that, but you know, but the fact of the matter is, and you know, I didn't never saw guys like Maurice the Rocket Richard and Jean Bell, but in in my fifty years of watching hockey, nobody, nobody, was the goal scorer that Mike Bossy was. Did know that nobody, second, nobody, second that okay, one hundred percent. It's it's not. I don't care. You can talk about all the guys you want. Nobody, and the only reason he averaged fifty goals a year. Yeah, nine straight years. Okay, and the only reason and he, he only played stopped 10. was because he back, back injury. Couldn't take the, if he played yeah. now, he might score eighty goals a year. Holy smokes! Yeah, a- absolutely. Speaking of scoring goals, I don't know if you're watching your Islanders at the same time. Of course, but I am. Barry and Mark Andre Fleury, and uh, I asked Rob that the other night. I said, uh, "Let me ask you a question. Do you think Vegas made the wrong choice in trading goalies?" <laughs> oh, it's not working out well for Mark Andre or or for Robin Leonard at this point. Yeah, but the difference uh, is the team anyway, in front of them. Yeah, 
<laughs> well, I don't know. That team in Vegas doesn't have much in front of them either. Well, anyway, that's a whole other story. That's uh, also another other, podcast. The other thing I wanted to say was uh, the uh, Minnesota Wild did another nice tribute for Tom Kerbers today, who we lost uh, earlier this uh, past summer uh, to brain cancer. And um, uh, really close to me because uh, I saw pictures of uh, of him back in his days at UMD when uh, we were in the same suite uh, for a couple of years and uh, seeing guys like Norm McIver and, and, and all these other guys that I haven't seen in years. Um, uh, really hard to take again. It stirs the emotions, no doubt about it. And seeing Tom's family and, and what they must be going through still, uh, it's a little bit different, I guess, in the fact that they, they knew about this for a little bit of time and they had some time to accept uh, what was going to be the eventual outcome, but it's, it's never easy, especially at a young age like that. And he was such a good hockey guy uh, from playing the game to uh, managing the game and scouting the game. He just did it all and uh, sadly going to be missed. Well, yeah, I mean, it just, you know, I can't even, we could go into this and, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't care um, whether it's a professional athlete or my neighbor down the street or just some random person. It's a gut punch every time and uh, too many, way too many gut punches, way too many. Somebody needs to figure this out. Yep. Absolutely. It's just, uh, it's getting out of hand and, um, you know, I'll end it on, on one other thing, and I don't want to make this political by any stretch, but um, when you have people that are giving COVID and dying of COVID and um, people that are much smarter than me and you have, have, come, up, have come up with uh, a vaccine that they tested as often and as much as they could in a period of time, and you're not willing to, to take that because you think it's uh, – it's something that's being um, hindering your right. Yeah. I mean, um, think about the people that have died from COVID. Think, how can you think, you know, when COVID first hit us, Paul, I don't know if you remember, but I kept every now and then I would put out a, a thing that said like, okay, 400 people, that's X amount of, of hockey teams died today. Um, if that were to happen, um, first of all, it would be ridiculously tragic but um, how would people react if you lost 20 hockey teams a day or more than 20 hockey teams oh, listen, a day? Uh, would you have a problem with that? Because uh, I think you would. It doesn't have to be them. So, I, mean, I know it doesn't have to be, but I, what I'm saying is, yeah. come on, people. I mean, I go to a hockey rink quite frequently now, and I'm thankful to be back there. And I never once, and I'm fully vaccinated, I never once uh, argue with anybody about filling out of uh, – health form before I go into an arena or practice and uh, putting on a mask while I'm interviewing players. Um, if they want to take theirs off, that's, that's their uh, team's option, but mine does not come off, even though it probably could. Um, I care Absolutely. about the people I'm interviewing uh, much more than that. So quit thinking about yourself and think about others and just do the right thing. And we'll be back to normal. Okay, I'm yeah. off my soapbox. All right. All right. Well, um, maybe now, uh, next week, I'll, I'll give my thoughts on the Michigan Invitational for the Final Four, and um, we'll go from there. No, no, no. Give yours right now before we go. We got we got time yet. Give Do yours. We? Yep. Well, listen, I, I, I mean, I, I, I would be completely stunned if Michigan was not in that Final Four, Frozen Four. Um, and you could take any – of the next six teams between Minnesota State and St. Cloud and Duluth and North Dakota and, and all the favorites, I think there'll be somebody there that's not supposed to be there. I agree. That's why I just, I just my, get a, you know, it, question, it's early. My question, though, my question was, if you had to choose the Frozen Four teams that you think deserve to be in the Frozen Four, Deserve right to today. be there, or do right I think the four teams that I think are the best teams? No, the 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 four teams that should be in the Frozen Four today, after what you've seen the first two three weeks of hockey: Michigan, Minnesota State, Saint Cloud, um, 
and I'm trying to choose the fourth one. I just... Uh, I don't know. I just... I don't... I gotta basically have to choose between Zach Driscoll at North Dakota and LaFontaine at Minnesota. And I'd rather poke my eyes out than <laughs> choose one of those two. Sorry, Eddie. It's just the way it is. Uh, then why don't you go with Denver? I could, but I need to see more out of Magnus Crona. Yeah, well, you're just like the gonna, coach does. Um, you're not going to see much more to Magnus Crona. Yes, um, you are. You're going to see a lot more Matt Davis down the road. Uh, yeah. Trust not me. yet. We're not at that point yet. Oh, not, not yet. I didn't say that. Well, I said okay. Down so the I, road. once again, down the road, down the road. Well, let, tell, we'll, we'll I, talk in two, we'll talk in two weeks. Well, when what I'm telling North Dakota. Okay. Well, that's why I brought it up now. Or so maybe is it three weeks? Two Whatever more weeks, it is. Two or three more weeks, we can bring it up again when we have Jordan on, and we can ask that same question. Now, you, there's eight weeks gone or six weeks or seven weeks, whatever it is. Um, who are your top four teams now? Because I think it's kind of a fun thing to just watch it evolve and see what happens. I'm telling you right now that I like Denver as a Frozen Four team right now. Uh, I'm not sold on Minnesota. I know they have a lot of talent. I know they got Jack LaFontaine. I also know that they're going to play uh, a Big Ten schedule for the most part. There's, and, there's a goalie's um, going to get hot. A goalie's going to get hot for somebody and get him to the Frozen Four. Well, yeah, and again, that's not what my question is. My question is, who's the best team right now? And, and if we and, play and, this game every every three or four weeks, we we bring it up, and then we get down to actually tournament time. Then then you know what's going to happen. I mean, it could well, be Air Boston Force, for year, example. Right? Yeah. It's in Boston this year, right? So that it, it, kind of yeah. almost feels like uh, Providence is going to do what Providence does and Nate Lehman does and somehow manage to sneak into the tournament and somehow manage to get the Frozen Four. Maybe. Maybe. That would be a good pick. Um, we'll see. Uh, I don't think they're there yet. I don't think I don't they're know. one of the top four. I thought maybe – I didn't say top four. I, you said Frozen Four. I didn't say top four. Well, what's the difference? Well, once again, uh, the, it's a tournament, and it's one and done, and anything can happen. Okay, I. <laughs> okay, I get it. Well, I guess I I need to restate my question then. Who are your top four teams right now? That and and the reason I say the Frozen Four is because it, at the end of the year, if you could say these top four teams should be in the Frozen Four. Who would those four teams be? I, I know what's going to happen. There's going to be upsets. And teams that like like Minnesota Duluth and North Dakota last year running into each other in a regional. I, I know that's going to happen. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not stupid. But uh, I want to know if you could just go, for debate too. who's your top four teams? Who are your top four teams? And I thought the icebreaker may have had the top four teams. Listen, until if, I that was, that, that, if that ended up was as the odd man out. If that ended up as the Frozen Four, would anybody be surprised? It, no, wouldn't be surprised, but okay. uh, I still think that St. Cloud is better than Providence, and I still think that Denver is better than Providence, and I still think that Minnesota might be better than Providence. Yeah, well, it also comes down to the brackets, and no, I want to see. I, I want to <laughs> see. That. I want to see Quinnipiac play North Dakota this weekend, yeah, or at least well, some of it. And I wouldn't be a bit surprised if North Dakota splits that series. Because I also know that North Dakota always is slow starting, especially when they have a bunch of newbies. Uh, when they've lost a bunch of the NHL, it takes a while for those guys to gel. And yeah, um, well, like I said, that's I, why I understand that, but they don't often go on the road to play teams like Quinnipiac. No, of course not, because they don't have to. They got the they Ralph Engelstead Arena. I understand that <laughs> they can bring anybody to them, and everybody goes there to get the check. I get that. It's eleven thousand people packed in there, no matter who they play. So yeah, just wear your maroon to Las Vegas next year. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You better start that right now because you're going to need all the help you can get on that end of it. Let's go. All right, There's my friend, alumni there. there. Yeah, I hear you. Take it away. College Hockey Southwest Weekly from the Summer Skate Studios has been brought to you by Behind the Mask and its Three Valley locations. In line or on ice, we are the go-to place for all of your hockey needs. See us at BehindTheMask.com. Buy summer skates. Outfit your entire team with personalized koozies and shower shoes. 
Go to icetimehockeysw.com and get your things there at the partner at the store. M-Drive, help for your immune system, building lean muscle mass and making it through the day without the afternoon crash. Go to mdriveformen.com and see how the high-protein, low-carb starch shakes can work for you. Buy Burrito Express, our family recipes to your table, the place in the East Valley for great taste and great value. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey, world-class education, and a destination city. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, stop in for lunch at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, or get the three-time Best of Vegas award-winning barbecue at your next Allegiant Stadium event. By Boost Mobile, you choose, you save. Mix and match any line to create your own family plan with prices as low as $15 a month per line. And by the NCHC and nchc.tv. History, Blue Bloods, Upstarts, the NCHC has it, and nchc.tv has you covered. Go to nchc.tv and subscribe. College Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app. Available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, my friend. We will uh, thank Jordan McAlpine for joining us tonight, the editor at the Gateway in Omaha, and also the uh, NCHC writer uh, for joining us tonight. Thank you, Paul, for all of your insight. As every week, it, uh, it's always fun to have a little chatter and uh, maybe a disagreement or two on stuff. That's always be boring uh, if we a little banter. Everything. Yeah, it's a little banter. We like that. Great hockey coming up this weekend again. Uh, I will be with uh, Air Force and Lindenwood. Paul will be in the basement with uh, 18 screens going so we can catch all of the action. Oh, man. <laughs> and, of course, every one of them starts at the same time this weekend. I know. Oh, Jeez. I know. that the NHL was whining about that today, too, about having all their games starting or majority of the 11 games that are being played today. I think seven of them started at the same time. They're going, like, this isn't fair. Anyway, um, the New York Islanders 4 nothing over Chicago right It's now. about time. Ooh, yeah. 13 road games in a row to start the season before they get in that beautiful new building. So, Well, it's broken up, so. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. It's still 13 on the road. That sucks. Yeah, no, but they have uh, some, like, some five days off and some, and they go home, and they're playing some short trips, but. They do have that trip coming up uh, to Vegas and, and Phoenix and I think uh, Colorado. Yeah, that'll be a that'll be an interesting trip. We know what they'll do in Phoenix. That's for, that's a given. Well, we'll see. <laughs> no, we know what they'll do in Phoenix. Uh, anyway, uh, we'll say good night with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro, and tomorrow night join Stephen Marsh and myself for Club Hockey Southwest Weekly as we preview the next ITHSW WCHL game of the week. Uh, UCO versus Missouri State. Good night, everybody.